Hello Internet, my name is Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And we've got a first for the Screen Verdict podcast this week. We're returning to a, a podcast topic for the first time. Yes, uh, we're back, baby. It would be good if that was a catchphrase on the show we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> we're going to be talking about... It's back. It's back, baby. <laughs> we're going to be talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. And we did a preview for Season 7. Yeah. And uh, in case you missed it, we were very excited. We're both big fans of the show. Yep. We're expecting big things. Max Fat. Yeah. If you, if you want to know what we thought about it, listen to the podcast. Yeah, do listen that. to Yeah, go, go back and listen to it. So we don't really need to say what It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is all about because uh, people really should have listened to our previous It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Or watch the podcast. show. It's a or good watch show. the show. Yes, exactly. So let's get right into the review. Get stuck in and then um, afterwards we've got a bit of a bumper housekeeping segment. <laughs> so for those people who are more interested in our housekeeping than uh, It's Always Sunny... You want to stay tuned to this one. It becomes a more prominent segment every week. Yeah. Did you find season seven was different in tone at all to the other seasons? I'd say a little bit in terms of the the characters, most of them same, uh, except for Mac, who's obviously put on some weight. Mm. Now, this featured heavily in all the, the previews, the ads, the promos yeah. uh, for the season. I didn't think it really actually had that much of an effect on the show. No. There was maybe one or two jokes about it in a few episodes, but really up until around episode 10, the episode titled How Matt Got Fat, it didn't really yeah. play that much of a, of a part. I quite liked how he was fat, and they're obviously, they acknowledged it, and he was in denial a lot about it and things. And they didn't answer the question as to why he was fat till very near the end of the season. I liked that. I thought that was really cool how all season there's just that difference, but not really much of a difference and in the end, you find out why. Well, when they made you wait so long, did it pay off? Because if they're making you wait, it better be a pretty good episode. Sorry, just got a text message. Um, I didn't think it was the best episode, but I thought the ending of it where you found out how Matt got fat was pretty funny. So I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good payoff. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I enjoyed more just the bits throughout the series, I suppose, than the big episode at the yeah. end. Uh, particularly Matt uh, constantly referring to gaining mass about how he's tacking on mass yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> instead of admitting he was fat. The, his yeah. uh, denial was pretty entertaining. Mm. So I thought that was okay. Yeah. I think the main difference I found in the show this season was the the style of episodes, the, the structure of the episodes. Mm. I think they were quite similar to South Park. And what I mean by that is a lot of the episodes sort of relied on being a parody of something else or... Yeah addressing a topical issue. Yeah. And I can kind of see why, by season seven of a show, you would start doing this, because mm. you need a, uh, I guess, you might need an external source, I guess, for ideas, for, for episodes, for this show that's been going on quite a while. But my problem with that is that the story no longer comes from the characters. Yeah. And it becomes a little bit of a, a sketch show and, and like a stand-up okay. routine, more than a story about these people that we've come to to like and be interested over the course of the show. Yeah, I, I feel like with these special sort of episodes that are a bit uh, maybe, uh, for want of a better word, gimmicky, they, they, they tend to, whatever show you're talking about, be hit and miss. I found that this season was always sunny. I think they came together more than than most series do when they do these things. I think they're, they're quite a good show at doing these, but at the same time, yeah... Of that style of episode, I'll give a few examples. There's 
Frank's Pretty Woman, and I thought that was quite a good parody of the of the film Pretty Woman. I thought that was one that worked well. And it was the gang again doing a despicable thing. <laughs> the show pushes the boundaries. Yeah. If anything, they push the boundaries further, and they started with it like first yes. episode of yeah. the season. Then we have the episode where the gang goes to the Jersey Shore. That actually ended up being less of a parody of the show Jersey Shore. Yeah. Which I was kind of interested to see so much as just the place itself. Mm. So in some ways, I, I like that it wasn't just trying to cash in on the Jersey Shore phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> a phenomenon is an accurate description. You know, do you watch the Jersey Shore? I have watched a considerable amount of the Jersey Shore. I was in Vegas with with some mates and we were a bit tired. We had a big night out the night before. We'd, you know, been walking around all the casinos all day. So we were pretty exhausted. So we just went to the hotel room and MTV had a Jersey Shore marathon. So we spent about just four or five hours watching nothing but Jersey Shore. Pretty entertaining show. Pretty, pretty good. So trashy, but, uh, yeah, we, we got it. We love the Jersey Shore. Snooky and the situation and everyone. Have you bought any of his uh, workout regime books? No. Exercises? The funniest thing I saw in that show is when the situation wanted to ask a girl out, but he thought she was 16 or something. So thought like he couldn't or so like, <laughs> we better say that it was a good thing yeah. uh, that the show did the Jersey Shore thing as we've just chewed up like two minutes talking about yeah, the Jersey, Jersey Shore. <laughs> and they did a Facebook episode as well. I actually quite liked those episodes, but the thing was the parodying Facebook or Jersey Shore weren't really the best bits about the episode. No, I guess I don't want to condemn this type of uh, mm. structure for a show. I think it does come down to execution. It can be funny, it can't be, but I think if they'd done it too much, it it definitely would have been a bit too much of a sketch show for, yeah. for my liking. Yeah, and the Jersey Shore and the Facebook thing, unfortunately, I was expecting a good parody of those things, and it wasn't really the best parody of those things, so I was somewhat a little disappointed at the end of the episode. I feel like those are two that maybe didn't work as well as others as parodies but there was funny stuff in those episodes. You mentioned before that this season uh, pushes the boundaries a bit more. What, yeah. Let's talk about some of the uh, fairly unforgivable things that the gang did uh, this season. There was something that I found pretty hilarious, and this was Frank setting up a little beauty's pageant. <laughs> <laughs> Getting uh, little girls to come round to the bar for a beauty pageant, just had disaster written all over it. And Danny DeVito is the sleaziest, <laughs> like, most disgusting man, uh, like, his character in the show, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, personally, yeah, Danny DeVito. But, uh, and just to see him and the rest of these bar characters engage with these kids, you're going, oh my gosh, this is so bad, but so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's desperation to not a appear as like a yeah. child assaulter, and which made him come across more like one, <laughs> being the creepiest person yeah. in the episode, which did include an actual pedophile. Yes, Danny, Danny DeVito out creepy yeah. the pedophile in the episode. Yes, so it was that was maybe my favorite episode of the season. I, I love that one. That's really good. I think there was uh, one scene where I thought, this has just gone too far. In the episode Sweet D gets audited, yeah. 
she previously was a, a surrogate for a family, had a baby, and she was claiming that she still had this baby and was getting yeah support for it from the government. Yeah. The gang in the episode ends up having a fake funeral for a dead baby. Yeah. That funeral scene was something where I, was, I just had my head in my hands the whole time. Even even the characters in the show, I'm pretty sure Max says, this is the darkest thing we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, I thought it was pretty funny. I, I just love it when they push the boundaries. I, I Yeah, but I, I agree, it was pretty dark. Um, it's probably not something I would do. <laughs> I probably would never f- fake funeral for a baby. Um, and I, I probably don't think I'd ever run a little beauties pageant. Like these are probably the things these characters do are things I would not do. This is probably good if it, watch it's always say in Philadelphia and don't do what the people in this show do. <laughs> There's also uh, an episode called Charlie D. McDennis, The Game of Games. Now we're big fans of The Game of Thrones. <laughs> Did you enjoy the game of games? This might be my favourite episode ever of It's Always Sunny. Whoa! In Hold the phone. First of all, I love games. There's there's nothing yeah. better than a competition and pitting these characters, who are the most petty, vindictive... Competitive. Competitive people against each other, is a really great idea. Yeah. Not only what the, the characters do uh, in the episode, but the game itself is based on the characters, because they have invented this game. This yeah. is a board game that combines yeah. uh, elements of other games that they've just stolen, and elements of their, their personalities, and that's why it's called uh, Chardy McDennis. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a stupid game, <laughs> but that's what makes it... Funny. And just the just some of the rules that, that get revealed in the game and the way they go about competing and cheating in the game and the outcome of the game, I thought just exemplified everything that was funny about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think he had some of the best character moments for each of the characters, and I really, really loved this episode. It was a pretty good one. Uh, I didn't love it as much as you, but it was one of the uh, best episodes of the season, for sure. I really liked the episode uh, where the gang gets trapped. They are trying to steal an artifact from some people's house. And they're in there, and then the people get back. So they're stuck, like, under beds, in cupboards and things, communicating with... Is it Charlie that's in the car? Charlie and Mac are on the... Yeah, Char- the, the to- walkie-talkies Charlie and Mac, car. walkie-talkies in the car, trying to get out of that house without getting caught. And I just find that... Hilarious. And then it's sort of like all of a sudden, like, they find out the couple's having an affair in the house and they just get caught up in all this sort of drama. And I just love how that episode keeps on escalating. Like, I just found that absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I did like that episode. It's such a ridiculous premise. And then they start to... Things start to go wrong. They start to backstab each other. Then they get involved in the mystery of the people in the house. And it does keep on escalating. I will say, though, that... A couple of the episodes this season, and this one included, they just kind of ended. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of just got Cohen brothered <laughs> Like, they thought of great ideas for an episode and filled them with lots of jokes, but the, the ending kind of lacked the punch or the sort of neat wrap-ups of a Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. I'd agree, but I think this one, I didn't mind it as much. Like, they, they the artifact comes into play at the end, they bring that into it. They have some sort of resolution with the family in the house. Something about this season, I'd say, is I think it actually kind of got better as it went along. Looking at the episode list, mm. some of my favourite episodes, yeah. 
Charlie McDennis, the gang gets trapped. Thundergun Express was an awesome episode. He hangs Dom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll come back for you. <laughs> oh no, don't you do this. <laughs> it, that was really cool. All the characters getting to a movie, trying to get on time. They all get split up and have to use their own mode of transport. There was actually an episode last season of How I Met Your Mother, which was pretty much the exact same premise. Which well, which show did it better? It's always Sunny Philadelphia easily <laughs> did it better. <laughs> like it was a lot more funnier. But uh, the How I Met Your Mother was sort of like they all needed to get somewhere. They all argued over which would be the best mode of transport to get there. So some people walk, some people got the subways, and we got the bus. You know, like. But uh, no, this one was much better because of how much they would uh, throw each other under the bus to get there. How much they were prepared to thunder gun it, too. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I loved that episode. That was, that was one of the best of the season, too. Like, and thinking of all these episodes, I really enjoyed this season. Because a lot of the episodes are coming up and going, yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, I did really like that. There was a moment in the episode, uh, The Storm of the Century, which was a fairly good episode in this yeah, season. Yeah, I like that one. Where I think I laughed as hard as I've laughed at anything uh, while watching TV. And yeah. I'm not sure I can really explain it in the podcast and do it justice, but basically, Dennis is trying to bring these girls back to the bar. Yeah. And he finds out that they have boyfriends. And his reaction to that, the disproportionate way yeah. that he deals with that situation, was the best yeah. Dennis moment in the show. I laughed so hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was amazing. Yeah. So let's maybe talk about the... Uh, the conclusion to the season, the two-parter. Two-parter high school reunion. Double episode. Putting these guys in a high school reunion setting uh, spells comedy gold to me. <laughs> this sounds like a good idea. Uh, we know uh, one of our you know, drama series that we watched, Dexter, took Dexter to a high school reunion <laughs> this year. Uh, it seems to be the thing to do. Yeah. That yeah. ended up being the funniest episode of Dexter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although that is a drama. Yeah. Uh, yes. Will it be the funniest episode of It's Always Sunny? Since we've already said that other episodes are our favourite episode of the season. <laughs> Probably not, but we'll see. I like the high school reunion episodes. Um, I think they touched on a lot of sort of cliches and things about sort of high school cliques and stuff, which is supposed to be there, I suppose, in a high school reunion episode. But I expected them to do something a little bit more unique. Uh, individual two, mm. it's always sunny. My favorite part of it, I think, was Frank. How Frank managed to yeah. get into the high school year, even though he has no place to be. That's how ridiculous this show yeah. is. Yeah, just Danny DeVito finds a way to be involved in the high school reunion. Yeah. So yeah, I like the episodes. I like the dance scene. Dance scenes have the potential to be very funny. I think it's always sunny. Did it did it well? But yeah. I guess for this big two part high school reunion finale, I thought it was pretty good, but not. Not the best episodes of the season. Yeah, I, I, I there's some good stuff in this. Dance is pretty funny, things like that. Um, and definitely some good moments and interactions. I was actually pretty disappointed with this episode. Uh, it was a two-parter. I feel like they could have covered all the funny stuff in half of that time. Like, I feel like it could have just been a one episode. Did feel like there wasn't that special moment that I think, like that rewarding moment at the end of it. Like, the dance was good, but it wasn't... It wouldn't be one of my top It's Always Sunny moments of all time. And 
you know, after a sort of a two episode, a fairly slow episode, you're hoping to have that great moment at the end. It's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I found this one pretty unsatisfying. I'd perhaps say weak point of the season. How did you feel about the reveal of Mac's real name? That was pretty funny. Yeah, I like that. That was cool. I think that was quite funny. I think it's something they probably planned from the start of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but someone told me about it beforehand. So oh, I was a little no. Bit, I was a little bit disappointed because that's quite... That was. That yeah. would, I think that would have been quite a nice, nice reveal, but I had that spoiled. So I think we've covered the season. Yes. Let's to... uh, screen verdict. Yeah, let's verdict this. I would say if you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, definitely keep watching. Uh, it's still really funny. I'd say... The show hasn't gone downhill, but I'd say seasons five and six have maybe been a tiny bit patchy, just the the Mm -hmm. odd bad episode. I'd say this is the same. I put it on a similar level Mm -hmm. uh, to seasons five and six, but still some some really good moments. And uh, if you you don't already watch the show, start watching the show because it's it's one of the best comedies on TV. Mm. I would give season seven an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Um, this is a show, uh, that I've always enjoyed and always enjoyed a lot. I think it's one struggle is perhaps consistency being a bit patchy, even in my favorite seasons of the show. I think even then there's the odd episode that I don't love or feel like they've just missed the mark a little bit on. Uh, that being said, even the, the bad episodes of this show are funny. Like, uh, I, I'm nitpicking. This season, looking back on it, um, I actually think was, was a fairly, fairly good one, uh, for that. I, I, th- I think even the... You know, anti-social network, the gang goes to the Jersey Shore. Maybe not my favourite episodes of the season, but I still enjoyed them and, and got a lot out of them. The high school reunion hurts it a bit. But no, I'll, I'll give this one, I think it's a pretty funny season, I'll give this one an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I think it's one of our best combined reviewed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Films well, it's a good shows. season and, and actually could be one of my favourite comedies of the year because some, some of the other shows aren't having as good a season as they did last year, so... So there we go. That's our verdict. Yes. Now the uh, what you've all been waiting for. Anticipated the housekeeping. Housekeeping. No, no, no. Get in now. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get. Is we'll that get... to the Thunder Gun music? That I don't know. Quite cool. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll get someone on the theme music for this because because really it, it's getting a bit ridiculous. As as probably you're aware, Jonathan, with girls hasn't been the best couple of months for me, um, and. This week we had Valentine's Day. Probably not the best day for me. Uh, <laughs> bit depressing. Uh, what 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 happened, Matt? I <laughs> oh, just, 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 just nothing, nothing big, nothing, no, you know, nothing huge. Just you know, te- I texted a girl, she didn't reply. Things things like that. Um, so the 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 lead out of Valentine's Day was not great. Well, do you have anything? To share that might, you know, turn her around. I don't think, I don't know if she listens to the podcast. <laughs> um. Well, if she does, what what what, have, what might you have uh, accomplished to uh, get a reply to the text message? Well, actually, uh, she might like to know. Uh, the Valentine's Day ended up being a pretty good day for me. Because on Podomatic, uh, the site where we have our podcast, the Screen Verdict podcast on Valentine's Day was able to climb up to the sixth top film and TV podcast on the site. 
Back in the top ten. Back in the top ten. Where Very we exciting. belong. Off the back of our... According to anonymous sources. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Off the back of our Oscars podcast uh, with, with, with uh, guest Tom, which uh, lit, lit up, lit up. Just got a huge response for that this past week. And even more exciting news, we overtook the Dad's Army podcast. <laughs> we got them. They were number eight on Valentine's Day. The rivalry is reignited. Yeah. Very exciting. Now, I uh, sent them an email yeah. this week, the Dad's Army podcast. This is a very heated rivalry, so we've gotten yeah. in contact with the enemy. Yes. I said, hi, Dad's Army podcast. It's the Screen Verdict podcast here. Our rivalry continues, as for the first time ever, we've just overtaken you on Podomatic. We currently rank six, two places ahead of you in the Podomatic film and TV rankings. On our next episode, being recorded tomorrow, we're going to acknowledge this momentous accomplishment of toppling the Dad's Army podcast. And then I've uh, given them an offer to reply or respond to this rivalry, an offer they have, as of yet, not responded to. Oh, they're tongue yeah. tied. They don't know what to say. Running scared, the Dad's yeah. Army podcast. <laughs> uh, they're on the run. As I would, the, I would that's be... the theme song to Dad's Army, <laughs> says, on the run. I would be fearing the, the potency of our Oscars podcast as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Dad's Army. It's a pretty good show, Dad's Army. Yeah. Um, Pity it was cancelled 35 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> there you Pat go. Pat should have said uh, being topical is a key is key <laughs> to being a successful podcast <laughs> in your email. Yeah. Just um, some friendly advice. Full disclosure, they are currently ranked ahead of us <laughs> at the moment. Uh, we, we kept that. We were beating them for a day. But uh, It's a fickle system, the yeah, bottom <laughs> rankings. <laughs> Clearly, they got it right on Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so we'll keep you posted with this rivalry. Any any developments for sure? Uh, we our Oscar podcast was a huge success, but I did get a correction. Uh, we said that extremely loud, incredibly close was the lowest reviewed uh, movie ever to get nominated for best picture uh, since the internet was around. That is correct. That is correct. But we said it overtook the reader, which previously it held that record. Not true. Not true. <laughs> it overtook The Blind Side, which was nominated the year after The Reader and had a lower Metacritic score than The Reader. Um, so Stephen Dowdry did not already hold that record. Obviously very disappointed The Blind Side uh, overtook him. So he, he outdid himself. He, he endeavoured to win it back with yeah. extremely loud and incredible yeah. plays. He brought out a film to get a worse review than yeah, The Blind we, Side. We've got to get a Metacritic review under 50. That yeah. is the aim. Yeah, and then get the Best Picture nomination <laughs> with it. Yeah. So good job, Stephen Dowdry. Back back in the winner's circle. I feel like the first part of that objective would be quite easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So well done for doing both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not everyone can make a poorly reviewed film and then get it a Best Picture nomination <laughs> at the Oscars. That's quite a good feat. That's <laughs> So uh, thanks to Trenty McTrenty Trent for uh, sending in sending in that uh, correction for us. Uh, much appreciated, buddy. And for giving us the opportunity to say Trenty McTrenty Trent. Yes, on podcast. <laughs> I love it. There's there's bitch in brackets after it, but I don't know if you you say it if it's in brackets. Now I had something else I wanted to bring up 
an, an issue that a, a bit of maybe hot water I got myself in the other week. A pressing social issue? Yes. And, and get your opinion. Was I in the right? Was I in the wrong? What should I do if I'm in this situation in the future? I was around at uh, a friend's house and there were about seven of us hanging out. Uh, uh, two of which I'd just met that day. I'd only just met some new friends. And we were watching uh, some, one of them, not the new friends, but someone, one of my friends had brought Ghost Whisperer on DVD to watch. <laughs> um, you fan of the Ghost Whisperer? I've seen ads, uh, but I've never watched the show. If that's enough of a verdict. <laughs> you probably get the idea of the show from the ads. But the, um, so we're watching Ghost Whisperer on DVD. And every now and then, me and a couple of other people in the room will make a comment. <laughs> make a joke she's wearing a very white dress falls down the stairs into dirt dress doesn't get dirty things like that <laughs> uh, just some innocent sort of like jokes at a show this friend got pretty upset the friend who had brought the DVDs along thought it was wrong to talk during a show that they liked Was I? should I have not said anything well, if I was that person, let's say I'd brought a DVD of my favourite show yeah. for a couple of friends to watch. Yeah. That show might be Arrested Development or mm-hmm. The Wire, something yeah. like that. If that were the case, you would objectively be in the wrong. You would be being <laughs> a terrible, terrible friend. But the reason is, is because Arrested Development and The Wire are clearly greater shows than Ghost Whisperer. If your favourite show happens to be something like Ghost Whisperer or The Big Bang Theory and you bring it to a friend's house to watch, you should expect to be made fun of. I wasn't making fun of it. Like, I I would make these comments in any show I know, I know. And you you have committed a lesser crime than what I'm saying they should be expecting. Yeah. I think if you're watching TV or movie in a group of seven plus at someone's house... You've got to expect the comments every now and then. It's a social experience watching TV. Watch it on your own if you don't want any comments. <laughs> Do you see where I'm coming from? For me, it all depends on how valid the comments are. Okay. Like, if I think you're ruining my listening experience by saying things that aren't true or aren't funny, yeah, I'm going to be upset with you hampering my viewing experience. If, if there are just clear faults in the show that you poke fun of in a humorous fashion, then I'm going to laugh along. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, that was a bit unfair also when she said you weren't respectful. Why couldn't you have been more respectful like my boyfriend was? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I wanted to listen to you and do what you say, then I would be your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's for. Yeah. If you have a problem with Matt Did, or you're a fan of the Ghost Whisperer, uh, let us know. Let us have it. Or if, like me, you agree. Um, yeah. So I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Next week, another podcast. Are we thinking Homeland? Could be doing a Homeland podcast. So Everyone's talking about this show. Very water cooler. So, yeah. Stay tuned for that. And yeah. we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.